I swear people love the reaction stuff. They really do. I feel like I should just start driving around and finding things to react to. Like, just drive around and find a, there's like a piece, there's like a dog turn on the side of the road and just get out, whip out my phone. Like, Jason reacts, to, <laughs> Jason reacts to dog shit. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like, it's like half of YouTube right now. I mean, I can't be mad at it because I kind of want to try. I want to, I should do some like audio reactions or something. But I don't, I don't get it. I really, I'm trying to figure it out. It's like you're sitting around watching other people react to stuff. Like, what's, the, what's the appeal? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's all about opinions. Hi, folks. Welcome back to the podcast. <clears throat> Heidi House Gaming and Tech and reaction, <laughs> reactions. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. I mean, I don't know. I should try it. I've tried pretty much everything you could possibly imagine to try on my channel. Why not try this? <laughs> Why not? How do you do audio reactions, though? I guess I'd have to be like in the studio where I listen to something, people submit something, and then I listen to it, and then maybe I critique it or talk about it, give some positive reinforcement. I don't know. That actually probably won't work. I don't know. Music's tough. <clears throat> Speaking of music, we have great updates on uh, the Background Beats project music. Speaking of music, it's good to see you all. Thanks for being here. Uh, what episode is it? I don't even know what episode it is. It's been a while. This is a little delayed. It's Monday night. Uh, it's been just a busy, busy week here. Uh, but it's great to sit with you. Great to hang out. Glad you're here. And i uh, going to enjoy the next hour or so with you. Big shout out to the patrons right here, folks. Yo, yo, yo. Shout out to everyone. Ground floor, main floor, game loft. Appreciate you all. Again, I always like to say it because it's true. The show is supported completely, 100% by the support that I'm getting right here from all of the patrons. Uh, and big update for the patrons, too. I am doing the uh, patron after party. And I'm going to try to film it uh, tonight after the show. We're going to be talking about backwards compatibility. Actually, I had a, a, a quite a... I was actually... Um, I was on a podcast... Uh, the CFG Gaming Cast, uh, CFG Con Freaks and Geeks, it's called. It's a great, great group of folks there, and they invited me on the show to talk about the PS5 launch. And so I have some PS5 news to talk about as well. This was last week. Now it's kind of old, and everyone knows about it. But I have some stuff I still want to talk about. But um, we started talking about backwards compatibility, and I was realize I was realizing as we were talking is that I actually have some opinions on this, and I'll briefly talk about it in the show, and then I'm going to dive in deep maybe 20 or 25 minutes in the after party. Uh, so if you don't want to take advantage of that, it's only five bucks a month in that tier. Let's go Let's go back to the slide real quick, just so you can see right there. If you get it on the main floor, main floor or above, you get access to that Patreon after party. It's where I dive deep on topics that I can't spend the time on right here on the show. I, you know, talk about it briefly, but then we go, we go and harden the paint. Harden the paint, right? Becky, let me smash. Let me smash. Please. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about some stuff. Um, 503-908-5490 is the phone number. If you want to get at me, send me a voicemail. I'd love to hear from you. Heinehouse.com, of course, everywhere else. Make sure to give me a review on uh, your podcasting app as well. I would love to, to do that. In fact, I just got accepted into Amazon's ecosystem for the podcast. I think that was recent. What was the email? It was iHeartRadio. That was last month. A lot of really great stuff happening. The podcast is growing and we're being put into other ecosystems, which I really appreciate. That definitely helps with the growth. So thank you for your support. Would love to get a review from you if I could on one of those podcasting apps. Uh, let's talk about some random stuff. First of all, first of all, last episode we talked about just a quick update on my nose. I'm like so sick of talking about it, to be honest. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready for the surgery to happen and the shit to be over and us just to move on. I'm like so over it. Uh, but anyway, I went in. I was expecting to go in and have my surgery, I thought. But what the hell do I know? I basically went in there and just met with my surgeon, which and uh, af after the fact, I was thankful because I'm like, you know what? It makes sense. I kind of want the surgeon to, to look and inspect what he's going to be chopping off rather than just to be like blindly like boop, 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 like Ninja Gaiden blades flying around everywhere. Uh, so yeah, I met with my surgeon. Uh, he took a look at it and he said that there's actually two raised little blood vessels on the tip of my nose. And you can actually see a little a little shiner here on the nose in the camera. Yeah, it's actually, it's slowly getting worse. 
So, uh, yeah, I'm happy to report that, <laughs> not that it's getting worse, but happy to report that I'm going in on the 7th to have the surgery, October 7th. So that's uh, that's like a week away from yesterday or 10 days from yesterday. So that's good. Good news. So we're going to head in. We're going to do that. Talk to the surgeon. Yeah, he said, yeah, we'll, we'll take a look at that. We'll, uh, we have to be careful with the blood vessels. Those, if they uh, burst, they could they could bleed out. Like, yeah, that's crazy, right? It's crazy stuff. Like, the human body is nuts. Um, it's all news to me. So he's going to fix that, correct those. He said, I'm going to have a nice scar in my nose. It will be a war wound. And I'm looking forward to it. I, I just kind of want to look like, I want to look like, uh, I don't know, Braveheart or something with the, like the gash on the side of my face or a god of war. I just want to have this big like scar of my face. I should ask him. I should ask him, hey, could you could you just like cut my whole face and then have, I would like a big scar, not just on my nose, but the whole side of my face if you could. Big and sexy. You can't you can't fade that. You can't mess that up. So yeah, so that was cool. That was way cool. And uh, so that's the, that's the update on that. We're gonna move on from that. I'm sick of talking about it. Hopefully, uh, in a few weeks here, be back to normal. Everything will be good. Uh, foodie talk. We always talk about foodie. You know it. Uh, McDonald's spicy nuggets. They've arrived. Oh yeah, they've arrived. They're there. People are going ape shit for them. And uh, I've tried them. I've tried them. Yeah, I did. I'm going to go into my thoughts. Uh, but first, here's a word from McDonald's uh, uh, from them specifically. This is the first flavor change to the classic Chicken McNugget in the U.S. since 1983. They debuted in 1983. Wow. See, a lot of great things happened in the early 80s, right? A lot of great things happened. Uh, so we, uh, they say, we have a feeling you'll be craving more spicy Chicken McNuggets. From September 22nd to September 28th. Oh, this is already way past. Oh, actually, today, shit. Maybe we should still take advantage of it. It's the 28th now. Yeah, McDelivery on Uber Eats will give you a free 10-piece. Spicy Nugs with a $20 minimum purchase. They say to keep that celebration rolling. They're celebrating. 22nd through the 28th. Free McDelivery Nugs. That's good. Um... They're introducing what they're calling it Spice Spice Assurance. Um, Wednesday, September 16th was Spice Assurance Day, where if you order six, a six-piece, you get a, a free six-piece on top of it, a no charge. A 12-piece. But we know 12 is not enough. You need 20. Got to have 20. Anyway, I tried them. I actually thought they were great. Thought they were really good. The nuggets themselves, here's a quick review. Nuggets themselves, not very spicy themselves. They had great flavor. I really liked them. Um, my mind still, I remember the 80s nuggets when we had that like little chunk of gristle and dark meat that was in there. I'll caught you sideways once in a while. You know what I'm talking about? 80s babies, you know, represent. Man, they would catch you sideways. You'd like take a bite and you look in there and it'd be like black. And you're like, hmm, okay, okay. Let's just dunk that in the sauce and just forget I even saw it. Um, but no, it was good. I really liked it. However, the sauce that it comes with, the new sauce that's with it. Oh, uh, shit. What's it called? I just had it. It's um something uh, hot, spicy, something. There's a sauce that goes with it that they made specifically for these nuggets. That, however, is freaking blazing hot. I came out with a napkin stuck to my forehead. It was full of sweat. I was like, Steph, check this out. She dunked some fries in it and was like, woo! You know it. You know it. Winner. Super hot. So the sauce, however, that could be on, you could use that on anything. If you like spicy sauce, oh, it's called like hot, oh shit, was it hot buffalo? No, no it wasn't buffalo. Okay, sorry. I don't want to put, I don't want to put, I don't want to put facts out there that are not facts. Um. So anyway, yeah, try the nugs. They're good. Like them. They probably won't be around for a while, you know, or they probably won't be here forever. You know how these restaurants go. But the sauce, whew, try that. If you like spicy stuff, hit them up. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese wants to destroy 7 billion prize tickets. Uh, this might qualify as a kid's wildest dream. A mountain of 7 billion Chuck E. Cheese prize tickets. That's enough paper to fill 65 shipping containers, each 40 feet long, with tiny pieces of paper with the images of the chain's mascot. It's Chuck, a rat named Chuck. 
That's actually a good name for a documentary. A rat named Chuck. <laughs> There's so many Chuck E. Cheese documentaries out there. Um, okay, so check this out. It's bad timing and also the migration into all digital ticket redemption that's been happening for years, actually. I mean, Dave and Buster's has, has done that. And there's a lot of other places that have already done this. Chuck E. Cheese kind of the last on the chopping block to adapt this. Of course their business model and their business in general hasn't been doing well for many, many years. So this kind of makes sense that they would have a whole mountain full of ticket redemption uh, or, or tickets there, but this is the tickets is enough to cash in 9 million and $9 million worth of Chuck E. Cheese prizes. Holy shit. <laughs> That's a lot. That is a lot. But um, soon enough, those tickets could be destroyed without ever getting into the eager <laughs> pizza-stained hands of the eatery's young customers. The chain, whose parent company filed for bankruptcy earlier this year. Yeah, see what I'm saying? It's tough. Uh, they asked in the bankruptcy court, uh, they asked the bankruptcy court judge for permission to spend more than $2 million to purchase and destroy the tickets, which were printed before the June bankruptcy. Um, even before the pandemic happened, the chain was shifting to e-tickets. They were trying to anyway, which reduced the wait times and the change to change 612 locations and cut overall costs associated with the tickets. Yes, it cuts, cuts a lot of costs. Uh, hello, yeah. So they're trying to get in. This is just bad timing. They're trying to get into the e-tickets. They're trying to, you know, shift things over for all their machines. They're trying to go to the ticketless system. And then, of course, they they have all these tickets that are stockpiled. And then they they file for bankruptcy that it's really bad. And then, boom, the pandemic happened. And it's like, wham, bam, Chuck, sorry about your luck. Uh, then once the pandemic happened, the shift was accelerated to provide more contact-free service. But the rapid shift left the suppliers stuck with mountains of 7 billion printed tickets that Chuck E. Cheese no longer wants or needs. Under the bankruptcy law, a company must seek court permission to spend any money on anything. So once you file for bankruptcy, you have to get the court's permission to spend any money at all. So they asked about it. Chuck E. Cheese lawyers argue that it's better to pay to destroy these tickets that are already produced, then risk having them fall into the hands of the general public. If they did that, they would have to honor them. They would have to honor them. And the and the uh, the filing here, the company said two point three million is what it's going to take that they're going to have to spend to uh, destroy these tickets, to purchase and destroy these tickets. Yeah, but they would either have to do that or. The tickets are worth $9 million. So you see what they're trying to do. They're like, if these get out into the hands of people, we would spend $9 million in prizes. Or we can spend $2.3 million and destroy them. And that's what they're going to do. So they are literally spending $2.3 million to destroy paper. Crazy. Crazy time. Sorry about your luck, Chuck. Uh, how about some gaming news? Let's run right into it. Uh, the PlayStation Showcase. This was the big news. Huge. I put it at the top of the list here. Big, big news. We all know about it. PlayStation 5 is coming. It's fantastic. A lot of stuff to talk about. Um, I'm going to talk just briefly about the showcase. Uh, Spider-Man. 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 See, I have to do that because uh, I have to. That looks like a damn movie. Steph, you said it. it looks like a damn movie. It looked really, really good. And... Uh, if the last one was any indication, it was a fantastic shit. I know people who rebought a PS4 console during holiday. Was that two years ago? Just to get the Spider-Man edition PS4. Talk about pandemic. Uh, but yeah, Spider-Man looked really, really fantastic. Looked like a movie. I don't know if it's going to be all, you know, quick time events or CG, whatever nonsense, but it sure did look awesome. Uh, we have new Cod Blops, Cold War. Call of Duty, new Call of Duty. Just briefly mention it because it's going to be eight. It's going to be eight terabytes in size to download, so you won't be able to play it anyway. So don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, this is actually cool, though. It's called Cold War. Takes place during 1981, during the Cold War. I think this is actually really, really cool, and I'm excited to try it. I like the setting. Of course, I know it's it's just like doing laundry. It's a rinse and repeat. I know, I know, but I still like it. 
I don't know what they're going to do for their BR or their multiplayer. It's going to be all the same thing, but I'm excited to try it. I do like the Call of Duty single player campaigns. Always have. Same thing with Battlefields. Yeah, sure. I love getting online and playing. That's where it shines. Conquest specifically, but I love the single player online on these games. And I really enjoyed the last Call of Duty, to be honest. I really enjoyed the single player. It was, was nice. Semi-memorable. It was good. Uh, I'm going to play it just simply on the fact that they have a C4 RC car alone. The last time we saw an RC C4 car was, uh, what, 2010? What was that Modern Warfare 2, I think? Oh, man. So good. Love it. Uh, they're also going to be reintroducing zombies back into the mix. People always love the zombies, like a horde mode, basically. So uh, the multiplayer alpha is going to be exclusive on PS4 918 through 920, which is already gone. <clears throat> Did I miss? Am I am I two weeks out? Did I miss last week? I don't know if I did. Did I literally miss last week's episode? I'm tripping because, folks, okay, and I have to apologize if that's the case. I My mind is completely fucked, and I'm just all over the place with, with things that are going on. So, like, uh, my my schedule is just crazy with all this stuff, and I, and I apologize if I did. I'm, like, looking at this, and like, through 920, that I had to have written these notes before all that, so I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm just happy you're here now. <laughs> November 12th, PS5 launch. Boom, there it is. $4.99 with the disc version in a $3.99 all digital edition. Um, yeah. Very cool. Are you gonna be getting one? Did you get your pre-orders? That's already passed. That was also a complete clusterfuck. Same thing with the Xbox. I mean, you you, you would think that I don't know. It's weird. There's so many like we fall short in the weirdest places, right? Pre-orders. We know that bots are taking over Walmart and Target.com. We know that bots are taking over Best Buy, and they're 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 going in, and people are clamoring trying to get a best uh, a pre-order, and it sucks for the people that really want a pre-order and can't get it. That really blows. Now I don't contribute at all on bots; it's a good majority of it, and they just flood, just flood the websites and crash them. But I almost feel. I almost feel like we're really, it's 2020 and we're still dealing with sites crashing because people are, the traffic is heavy. Like, dude, oh man, I don't know. I just feel like this is a crucial time. This is a time for these, these companies to, to make their money. This is, this is a product release. Customers are wanting to give you their hard earned money. And it's like, if you're not able to, if a customer is not able to give you their money easily, when you sell a product, like that's a problem, you know, let's, let's get it together, baby. Get it together. I'll briefly mention backwards compatibility because I'm going to jump into this heavy on the Patreon after party. Shout out to patreon.com slash Jason Heine. There's a plug for you. Check it out. No, I definitely appreciate it. Backwards compatibility. It's not going to have it. I mean, it's going to play PS4 games. <laughs> Bless you, my dear. It's going to play PS4 games, right, and PS5, but nothing else. And they're going to have their their little service, their little Sony, whatever it is, PlayStation Now, whatever it's called, or PlayStation Game, whatever it's, I don't forget, I forget what it's called. They, they mentioned it, where they're going to have a, a collection of games, 20 or some odd, to start games, which is great, which is great. Um, but people are wanting backwards compatibility for nostalgic reasons now if you're more of a modern gamer and you don't care about backwards compatibility then this you know this is not this is not for you but uh, it's still an interesting topic because you have to look at look at the different companies xbox microsoft is offering the same type of backwards compatibility that they did with their xbox one so in fact you're going to be able to play a, a, an assortment there's a list a, a, a list of compatible original og xbox which dates back to 2001 Xbox games, Xbox 360 games, Xbox One games, and Xbox Series X games. All the new stuff. So you start to put that in perspective. It, if you have a collection of Xbox games and you're going to want to play those on your new console, 
I mean, there are some games you'll be able to, but you will not at all with Sony. So, and you have to contribute that to like the ecosystem, right? So they, Microsoft has always used DirectX, you know, their proprietary technology for this. Sony has gone and done other means and other, other ways of doing that. In fact, they've kind of pigeonholed themselves um, into there's no way for them to do backwards compatibility because they use different proprietary hardware and software throughout the development of all the PlayStations, right? This is an interesting topic, right? Interesting topic. Do you care and or want backwards compatibility? I know I'm, I can already hear a lot of people saying, no, they don't care. And when I was on this the, uh, a podcast last week, the CFG Gamecast, they're all PlayStation fans. Um, I was, I, I definitely realized that. Um, and they don't care about backwards compatibility. And that's totally fine. I'm just looking at apples to apples. I'm comparing the two. It's like this console offers it, some of it in some capacity. PlayStation doesn't at all. The pricing is about the same. It depends on what ecosystem or what, or, you know, what, what side of the pond you're going to be jumping on, right? So I also want to say just real briefly before we move on is my, my thing I'm going to bring up in the after party is that it's not our fault. People are like, who gives a shit? Why do you care about backwards compatibility? Who gives a shit? It's not our fault that we want it. I blame Sony. Sony offered it. Hello? Sony offered it in the PS2. The PS2 could play PS1 games. The PS3 at launch, and for I think the first about maybe year of its life, could play PS1, PS2, PS3 games. Then they started removing some hardware and they needed software emulation in the PS3. And then they finally got rid of it to cut costs altogether. Cut costs, right? So we had that. All right. The PS4 was the first console that did not do backwards compatibility for PS3. All right. But we still, you know, it's just because we had that. We've had that. Sony has offered that in the past. So it's not this like, it's not this like, well, why do you care so much about it? And that's the whole, that's the whole conversation that's the whole topic everyone talks about they're like why do you care so much about it what who cares let's let's move to let's look to the future look to the future i get that but it's just the fact that sony has offered it in the past so it's okay for us to be sitting here saying why not well because the console would be a thousand bucks and yeah no one's paying for that the the six hundred dollar price tag uh for the ps3 in 2006 that we doled out was a big one that what was that with inflation it's like 800 some odd dollars like that that's a whew, big chunk of change so yeah anyway we're gonna talk about that more in the after party so tune into that if you want to talk more about it. i want to hear your opinion on it um the playstation showcase but yeah fantastic so we're gonna get that november 5th did you get a pre-order i would love to know do you have a pre-order fiasco because i think everyone did everyone did rocket league goes free to play september 23rd it's out there right now free to play Check it out. Just a small little tidbit. Just letting you know. One of the biggest games ever. Great esports game. People love it. It is absolutely free to play. Check it out. Check it out. Out. Aston Martin is making a sim rig cockpit. That right. Basically, when I said that sentence, I, I'm spewing out thousand dollar bills. I'm literally just spewing, spouting out thousand dollar bills out of my mouth. Can you see it? Can you hear it? Company has announced the very first racing simulator aimed at the luxury esports market. Is there a luxury esports market? <laughs> there is now. It's called the AMR C01. Aston partnered with Curve Racing Simulators to create the AS, I almost said ASMR, AMR C01, the first in a series of uh, racing cockpits expected for delivery quarter four 2020 so holiday right out of the corner here uh aston promises a fully immersive driving experience for the home user amr c01 uses a lightweight carbon fire carbon fiber cockpit with a seating position that mirrors that of the ooh the aston martin valkyrie they say the seating position gives the simulator a hypercar feel curve racing simulators hand assembles this cockpit using high quality components. Okay. I'm going to show pictures before I tell you the price. I'm going to show you pictures before I tell you the fucking price. Oh, where's my mirror? Hold on, folks. Here we go. Let's mirror this baby. Ba -ba -da -ba. There it is. All right. Does that not look sexy? I mean, come on. You, you have to admit. It almost looks like it can take off. When you're done playing Racing Simulator, it just... Wings are going to shoot out the side of it and it will take off and fly. That is 
the most beautiful looking cockpit I have ever seen. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Carbon fiber, hand assembled. Those are all terms I'm going to get to. Oh, shit, there it was. Did you see it? Are you ready for this? Are you guys sitting down? No, literally, you have to sit down for this. This cockpit, hand-built by Aston Martin, carbon fiber, massages your buttocks. Yeah, you can guess. Absolutely. Turn on your little microphone there. Talk to the users. Oh, wait. Where the fuck are you? No, here we go. No, I got you. I got you. I got you. Uh, no, where are you? Hold on. I'm the, I'm the audio guy. Property. Oh, a reset. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Microphone. PNP. Okay. Now try. Hi, everyone. There we are. Oh, there you go. Um, carbon fiber, you said, right? You want to see a picture of it before you guess? Might up the, up the ante. Oh, you know how much mine cost over here. Right? You know Oops, what sorry, I spent. I just, no, you're fine. No, I just slapping like, people. I, I smacked it with my with my arm. Yeah, you did. You're gonna have to edit that. that <laughs> you're loud fine. Boom. You're fine. Uh, I'm gonna say fourteen grand. Okay. Fourteen thousand and one dollar, Bob. Okay, fourteen thousand and one dollar and one dollar. All right, and one dollar. <laughs> The correct, what did you say? The correct retail price is $67,000. Let me say that again. That's like the $67,000. Might as well just get the real car. Well, yeah, that's over a million, but $67,000. Well, I'm just talking about like getting an actual car. That's a down payment. Oh, yeah. Like a car. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you talking about the Valkyrie. Car, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, insane. Don't put that on your wish list. Uh, I'm horny. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. $66,916.77 to be exactly. So, yeah. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's not coming to your house. <laughs> <laughs> he sees me in an Aston. 66,000. Fuck, man. Santa's out of business. Crazy. Yeah, it's beautiful, though. Think about this. The luxury esports business. What luxury esports tournaments are you going to? That's what I want to know. What tournaments are having these? Uh, dude, I would fly to an event. If someone said, yeah, we've got about 50 of these laying around because we just have all this money to burn. Come on, dude. Esports? No, no, I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. I mean, I, there's money in esports. There's a lot of money, but I don't see it. I don't see the the I don't see the promoters. I don't see the producers, the developers of everything. I don't see the event organizers investing that. When you can literally buy other ones for a couple of thousands, which is still a lot, but still 67. Jeez. I don't know. Uh, do you have a copy of Super Mario 3D All-Stars? Did you get your copy? We did. We pre-ordered it from Best Buy. Went and picked it up last Friday. We love it. It's great. We're enjoying it. Going back, playing Mario 64. Haven't even touched Sunshine or Galaxy yet, but we're excited to do that. But do you have a copy of... Is your copy crashing on your console a lot? Do you find that a lot? Like you're playing it and just, it just crashes, like it locks up and crashes? It's because you have a modded Switch, you big dummy. <laughs> gotcha. No, that's what people are saying anyway. Um, a lot of people on Reddit, a lot of people are talking about this. Uh, there was some illegitimate copies that leaked online. Evidently, this is all news to me. I don't know. I don't pirate games, so I don't know. But there were some illegitimate copies going on. And um, people who download them install them on their modified Switch. However, Nintendo has done something to make them crash their systems. of, Or maybe it's a bad copy of the game. I'm not really sure what the deal is. But that's what's happening is reports are coming in that uh, they're... 
the hacked versions are not complete and they're crashing the system. So, yeah. But if, I mean, if you have a, I don't know how it works exactly, but I do, I do know that if you have a modded or hacked switch, you're not doing like the Nintendo updates, right? I mean, you have like your own firmware or your own OS or whatever the case may be. So it gets kind of dicey, as they say in the weather, weather channel. It gets a little dicey. Um, I will say, I will, to, to give some sort of modded and hacked switch some credit a little bit, I can't wait for like 10 years from now, or maybe not even that. I think the switch will have a very long life. So I say that, I say that in hindsight. In 10 years... I'm actually very excited and I cannot wait for them to completely uh, move on and not support it at all because then I will be able to take full advantage of the modding and hacking and I want to. I did that with the Wii. I've done that with the Xbox. I've done that with some other consoles. I think that's fantastic. In fact, didn't I talk about this recently? I think the Wii U is going to have a really great afterlife from the modding community. I think that's a great little console. Sure, you're going to have to hold a little Tykes joystick all right, you're going to hold that little little tykes, you know, children's joystick uh, gamepad. It's ridiculous. But I still think that uh it has a screen, it's touchscreen, it has some it has some great hardware, it's HDMI, it plays Wii games, it plays Wii U games. I think that's a great console. And I think the modding community with making their own apps, their own OS, same thing with Switch, man. I think this is going to be a great afterlife for these consoles. So I'm really looking forward to it. Down the, low, down the road. Um, sad day. Oh, God, I'm going to make Steph cry. She's already crying. I can see I can see tears of sadness streaming down her face. Uh, Nintendo 3DS, rest in peace. Rip. They've discontinued every model of the 3DS, like seemingly overnight. According to uh, the Nintendo's Japanese website, the page listing for the new 3DS XL, the new 2DS XL, and 2DS are still live but each product lists out of production under its name. Uh, Nintendo's U.S. site, meanwhile, appears to have scrubbed all of the mention of the 3DS sometime in the past few hours as they're writing this post. This was last week. Homepage doesn't feature the handheld console anymore and does not have a support link at the bottom anymore. Damn. Think about it, folks. Let's just think about this for a second. Actually, this is a really great topic, too. I don't have a lot of time to talk about it, but... It's kind of the end of an era. Let's just think about this for a moment. Nintendo, they are, I'm not saying they're one of, they are considered the handheld giant. And they have been for 30 years since the original Game Boy. Others have tried. Sega has tried. Atari has tried. Sony has tried. Multiple times, in fact. PSP, Vita, Shit, the Vita is fucking already in the grave. Think about it. The only company who hasn't tried to take on Nintendo in the handheld market is Microsoft. They don't have a handheld. Do you think it's because they know better? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's that people want to try, and they should. They should really try and, and see if they can get a little piece of the market. Personally, I love the PSP. I never really played the Vita. Steph's got one. We haven't really played it that much. I have the PSP. Got a lot of great games. In fact, I'm going to do some live streaming of it at some point. I bought the cables. I have the official PlayStation component cables. So I can do 720p or whatever the resolution is on that right out to my capture card. I can do that live. That'll be fun. Game Boy? Love Game Boy. Hello, Game Boy Advance. Love it. DS? Mind-blowing. The DS changed everything. The dual screen. And even 2010 when the 3DS came out. I remember I remember when that came out. I remember Gamester81 calling me up saying, Jason, you've got to come over and see this console. You have to come over. I have Ridge Racer. Get over here. He lured me in. He said, Jason, I have Ridge Racer. Yes, we'll play some AR games, but I have Ridge Racer. I said, I'm putting on boxers. I'm butt naked, but I'm putting on boxers. I'm ready to go. I'm running to his house. And I remember going over there. It was, it was great. We sat there on his table and we played it. And I remember thinking to myself, this is really cool. I wasn't like blown away by it, but I thought the whole 3D with the slider on the side and you can adjust it. I thought it was a really cool, well-implemented thing. And I, I thought it was cool. You didn't need to actually have your glasses or 3D glasses to make it work. It was really cool. Very innovative. Nintendo's always been innovative. If they've been anything. 
the Switch is the ultimate handheld, right? It can be docked. It can be undocked. You can play 720p in handheld mode. You can take it with you. Like it's it's actually portable. It's not that it's not portable. It's not a virtual boy. Right here. It's not a virtual boy. The Switch is fantastic. Do you remember not too many years ago? Maybe I want to say maybe three years ago when they were doing Nintendo Directs. Do you remember this? Right around the like the launch of the Switch. And the Nintendo Directs were almost... I remember a few of them being 100% all about 3DS games. This wasn't that long ago. I mean, three years? This is not long ago, folks. And now we're actually putting it to rest. This is crazy. I just think it's crazy that... So here we are, three years later, from having Nintendo Directs about their most flagship, most profitable, highest grossing, most selling handheld ever... The 3DS, DS, you know, that we're now putting it to rest only three years later. What a discussion. What a discussion. The king of handhelds, the Switch, kills off its own slice of the market in a market that it's competing in by itself. Whoa. That's some epiphany shit. Imagine imagine you being a company and a product that you made new completely kills off an entire 30-year legacy of a market that you have ruled. Do you think they're going to reintroduce another DS? Uh, spoiler alert, short answer, no. No. Why would they when the Switch is the ultimate handheld? Wow. I say all this, I'm getting goosebumps. I'm about ready to cry. Steph's, she's, she's drowning in her own tears. The reality is, is folks, this, this is, no one's talking about this. This blows me away. We are, we are officially saying goodbye to Nintendo handhelds in that way i mean honestly like when was the last big launch of a ds game that i don't i mean it's been a long time i haven't really followed it to be honest it's been a long time but usually it'll pop up in my news feed and i haven't seen anything for a while it's just been radio silence right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah time to grab the ds now while you can while they're still out there you're absolutely right if you can get your hands on one grab it now get it Absolutely, because they're they're going away. It's just crazy. I just think that blows me away that like we we literally are just saying goodbye to the last thirty years of like official. And I don't mean, I mean you may say, well, Switch is the handheld. You know, I, I get it, but I'm actually saying like dedicated official handheld only system. I don't. Do you think that's a great voicemail? Send me a voicemail on this. Talk to me about this. Do you think Nintendo will ever release another official handheld only console? That's the question. I'm gonna say no. I bet no. Not when they have the ability to dock and take. No, no, no. I don't think so. Um, it was, well, so speaking of Nintendo, we talked about this last week a little bit. Uh, Nintendo does confirm it is working on a new console. So this is actually really interesting news. A few weeks ago, so rumors started to pop up Nintendo was working on a new console when they said in one of their uh, press conferences, uh, quarterly reports, that Make your games 4K ready. Remember, I talked about this last week. They're saying, get your get your games 4K ready. So people are like, well, what's this all about? But uh, they did announce a few details. According to an update shared on September 16th, Nintendo is working on, quote, integrated hardware, software, next gaming system. Integrated hardware, software, next gaming system. That's what they talked about, quote. Uh, it elaborated with the following statement. In the future, Nintendo still plans to expand its business around the creation of unique integrated hardware software products. Yes, I'm just reading about it here. That's really cool because we're going to want them to do that. <laughs> you know, we're going to want them to continue to invest in hardware software business. 
Uh, they said, quote, we allocate internal resources very carefully so that technologies we adopt can turn into a source of fun, Nintendo said. We strive to create products that consumers didn't realize they wanted until the moment they're announced. To do this, we can't simply follow what other companies are doing or chase the latest technology trends, end quote. So, with all of that being said, raises some questions. Hardware, software, as the mention. So is this a new console, right? And this is the whole conversation. So I put these back to back so we can talk about this. We just talked about the handheld. So am I contradicting myself now? Are they still going to release hardware, software? Are they going to release a new handheld maybe? I mean, it says that they're going to invest in a console. So they didn't say specifically say handheld, but that can be misinterpreted into like a handheld as a console. You know, who thinks like that? You might. When they kill off the 3DS, the Switch taking full control, you know, here we are again with the same question. A Switch XL or Switch 4K, whatever the name may be, another handheld, new console altogether. What do you think? This is, these are big questions. I, I think that's great. What we do know, they will be making consoles still, hardware, software. That's what we want. So good. Um... But yeah, so anyway, we, uh, what do I have here? I have some more notes about the, uh, just a couple of blurbs about the Xbox Series X and the PS5 about the pre-order disasters. Um, oh yeah, I wanted to say one thing about Xbox. Man, I know you guys are listening and saying, like, Jason, you seem to be shitting all over PlayStation. I'm, I'm not trying to. You haven't shit on Microsoft, have you? I'm not trying, I'm not trying to shit on anyone. I call it as I see it. And this here, we've, we've talked about this. But Xbox, here's, it's of my opinion that Microsoft is in the same boat as Nintendo with their terrible naming. What are they thinking? And at first, I didn't really think about it until we started to get the evolution of the naming. Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S. I mean... Think about the actual generation. Like, think about what you can go and pre-order and buy right now. I say all this because according to Amazon's movers and shakers, which, mind you, you can go look that up on Amazon and see what's trending and what's selling really quick and a lot of. Movers and shakers, it's called. There's a chart in there. In the video game category, on the day the pre-orders went live for the Microsoft Xbox Series X and S, when it went live... The Xbox One surged by 431% in sales. Um, Microsoft, on a side tangent, has said that they are aware of the selling out of all the pre-orders and they're working at bringing more to the table, which I think they have in, in uh, the last week. 431% on that day. Is that a coincidence? Yeah, that's that shows it's of my opinion. Okay, it's of my opinion that because of their shitty naming, you have mom, dad, grandma, grandpa getting online trying to get little sissy and Bobby an Xbox Series X for the holiday season. Okay, and what's happening is they're they're going in the game shop and they're saying. I would like to order an Xbox for my son and daughter. And the lovely dude and chick behind the counter say, are you interested in an Xbox One, an Xbox One S, an Xbox Series S, or an Xbox Series X? That's the conversation. And mom and dad basically their head starts to spin and they say, what are you talking about? Here's how it sounds when grandma goes in. Here's how this, you guys, come on, relax, relax. This is how it happens when grandma goes in the game shop. She walks in and she goes, grandma's after an Xbox. <clears throat> this is what happens. She walks in and she says this, and you guys know this is true. And I know you're going to LOL out loud. You're going to laugh out loud, out loud. Grandma walks in and she goes, I'm here to purchase a Nintendo. 
She's looking for an Xbox. But to grandma, everything in that store is Nintendo. Right? Am I right? Come on. That's exactly how it was in the 80s and 90s. That's exactly how it was. And you know that's true. You ask anyone. You go ask your grandparents right now. They're going to say, it's all Nintendo. And that, to Nintendo's credit, they did it. They did that. It's all the same thing. So anyway, it surged 431%. I know people are going to be like, no, Jason, there's actual reasons. There's reasons that happened. What are the reasons? Please enlighten me. I want to know. Here's, here's my only question. Was there a sale? I think Amazon, there was an article that Amazon did mess up and did not have the pre-order available for like an hour or so once when it was open and it was taking people to the wrong Xbox. Oh, shit. I think, I don't remember quite exactly what the article said. If that's the case, yeah, that makes sense for 431%. But I don't know. <clears throat> the article also mentioned that when, uh, what was it? Oh, when PS4 or something or the Xbox One um, was mentioned or pre-ordered, a lot of people got the 360. They ordered, like, Ooh. a jump in 360 sales went up because they're trying Ooh. to get it before it disappears. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you have it. You're going to fire me from the show, aren't you? No, not at all. <laughs> no, I, no, not at all. I, I know that there's something going on here. We cannot deny there's something going on here, whether they're misinformed they're uneducated or there was a mess up or there was a sale or there was something going on where they discounted it. That could very well be. Or Amazon fucked up. I mean, something happened from the, I mean, guys, <laughs> facts are facts, okay? The day of the Series X pre-order goes live, Xbox One skyrockets. Why didn't it do it the day before or a week earlier? Why didn't it do it last month? Why didn't it, why didn't it surge 400% last month? That's what I'm saying. It's, it's it's not a coincidence. I think we have an issue there. And I feel bad for people who pre-order that. For a little sissy and Bobby during the holidays, they're going to open it up. It's going to be an Xbox One. They're going to be like, what? What? What is this? And Grandma's going to be like, we got you a Nintendo. It's not a Nintendo, Grandma. Grandma, it's not a Nintendo. Get some help. It's an Xbox, Grandma. <laughs> Grandma. You do realize you're creeping up there. You're going to be that. <laughs> you're going to be still doing the podcast. People are going to be referring to you as grandpa. Fuck yeah. I hope they do. I'm going to go in there with my, I'm going to go in there with my, my, uh, my walker or whatever. My, I'm going to have crutches. I'm going to be, re I'm going to be hip. I don't care. I'm going in and I'm going to go into game schlop too. I'll be like, I'm going to kick that door down. I'm going to ninja kick that door. I'll be walking in there. I'll be like, Get me a Nintendo. I'm looking for the new, I'm looking for the PlayStation 10, but I need the Nintendo. <laughs> oh my God. I can't wait. Um, that's gaming news. <laughs> People are like, what in the fuck am I listening to? It's the Heine House Gaming and Tech Podcast. You know what's up. All right, I just have this one big blurb here, and we got it. Oh, good. We got about 10 minutes left. I got a big blurb here about uh, tech. Speaking of Amazon, they actually caught a bunch of people doing this. $100,000 bribes were given out to help fraud Amazon sellers earn over $100 million. That's with an M. Six people were uh, indicted on allegations of paying over $100,000 in bribes to Amazon employees and contractors as part of a scheme to get third-party sellers unfair advantages on Amazon Marketplace. Among other things, the indictment says that Amazon workers who accepted these bribes reinstated sellers' accounts who had been suspended for offering dangerous products and that these workers suspended the seller accounts of fraudulent seller competitors. So their accounts, these, these fraudulent sellers were suspended for selling bogus, dangerous, or garbage stuff, stuff that didn't fit in Amazon's uh, terms of whatever it's called, terms of service, terms of use, whatever they call it. And then people on the inside were accepting $100,000 in bribes to go in and reinstate their accounts so that they could make money. That's the, that's the, I just basically resummarized what I just said. <laughs> I just had to say it to myself because this shit is crazy. 
This is crazy. Um, the U.S. Department of Justice today announced the indictment handed down by the grand jury in the Western District of Washington. The defendants, quote, the defendants paid bribes to at least 10 different Amazon employees and contractors. The Department of Justice said in one case, a 31-year-old defendant uh, accepted bribes as a seller support associate uh, before becoming the outside consultant who recruited and paid bribes to his former colleagues, the Department of Justice said. They also said they helped, the Department of Justice said, helped reinstate products and merchant accounts that Amazon has suspended or blocked entirely from doing business in the Amazon marketplace, and that the fraudulently reinstated products included dietary supplements that had been suspended because customer safety complaints. Customer safety complaints on supplements, dietary supplements. They're selling stuff that you put in your mouth that are not safe. That's crazy. Um, other things too, household electronics that have, that have been flagged as flammable, unsafe, uh, consumer goods that have been flagged as uh, copying intellectual property violations, like people taking trademarks and trade names or copying and just pasting it onto their product and selling it as real. Trademark infringement, intellectual property, other goods. Fraudulent reinstated seller accounts included ones Amazon has suspended for manipulating product reviews as well and decisive customer reviews, making improper contact with customers and other violations of Amazon seller policies and codes of conduct. There it is, codes of conduct. That's what I was looking for. The DOJ said the previously suspended merchants made over $100 million from Amazon sales after they were reinstated. $100 million. Think about that. $100 million they've made since they were reinstated. So yeah, a little 100000 to a little to somebody uh, to reinstate their account. $100K. Taking that money and running. The scheme started... Uh, around July 2017 and continued until September 2020 of this year. They are all facing, everyone indicted is facing 25 years in prison and up to $500,000 each in fines. That is happening right now. Stop it. Get some help. And that's all I have for tech news. That is insane. Wow. How about this? You've got voicemail. 503-908-5490 is the phone number. Get out your number two pencil. I would love, would love to hear from you. 503-908-5490. Anything I talked about in this episode uh, you want to talk about? I would love to hear it. How about that Nintendo handheld? There's going to be another one. How about those pre-orders? Did you get any of those? How about the fiasco? How about backwards compatibility? I would love to hear from you. Uh, let's jump into the... Uh, Voicemail hotline here. I think we got one from the maniac himself. Oh, we better have one from the maniac himself, or I'm just gonna shut the show down. I have no reason to I have no reason to do the show. It sure is. Mr. Maniac, it says here. Google Google Voice. What is that? Google Translate? Does it use Google Translate to 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 do that? It must. It listens to the voicemail and translates it. It's pretty cool. I like it because it gives me a little snapshot in the first like I mean, it shows the whole thing, but it gives me a snapshot of the of the paragraph, and I can look to see what's going on here. Let me just stop the mirroring here, so we have uh, official. Here we go. All right, load up, load up. What's going on? Is the maniac of voicemails here, Mister Cameron, Mr. Cameron Johnson? Johnson. Um, just wanted to uh, just a few things. No, no real questions this week, but uh, man, congratulations, number one. On the game, uh, super cool to see all the uh, positive response and, I mean, great soundtrack. Like I've mentioned you. to you before, I think uh, I couldn't have think, thought of a better person to do a racing game soundtrack. It just it fits, it fits perfectly. That's totally your, your thing. Um, so, <clears throat> anyway, that's very cool. You know, um, it's just that's just super awesome i'm really happy for you man thank you man thank you um also you know hoping the the surgery goes well um you know of course we're all thinking about you it's anytime you have surgery it's always even if it's just you know uh, like a smallish thing it's still nerve-wracking and you know uh, it is. I, I hope uh, everything goes well man thank you 
And then number three, uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, kind of putting yourself out there to get gigs and get jobs and stuff. Man, that's, that's one of those things, like, I can trace back, um, you know, either knowing people or putting myself out there or, or, or just doing it blindly, you know, kind of like, not necessarily cold calling, but, uh, but just contacting people, maybe it kind of is, you know, and applying for things you, you may not think you're ready for. It can really get you uh, some great, great opportunities you wouldn't get otherwise. So it's true. And also, number two, uh, you know, the second part of that you mentioned before, you got to deliver. So you really got to put 110 percent when they hire you or when you get that job. And you got you to always do your best in life and with with work and whatnot. You know, you always got to do your best. And then, as my dad always said, there's nothing else. You know, if you can, if you do your best, always that's all you can do, and you don't feel bad if something doesn't work out because you did your best. So. My dad said the same. Anyway, thing. Yep. enough with the motivational speech. No, it's good. Um, I like that. You know, uh, looking forward to the weekend, and uh, hope everybody out there is having a, a great week. Um, and uh, yeah, congrats again, Mr. Heine, and we'll talk to you very soon. Thank you, Cameron. I appreciate the voicemail. Thanks for calling. Always good to hear from you. Yeah, it's funny, you know, um, my dad has always said the same thing too. He's like, you know, you can only do the best you can do. And if you absolutely do your best, if shit falls apart, you don't feel bad because you literally did the best you can do. If you go in and half-ass anything and then it falls apart, you kind of are sitting there going, well, I kind of half-assed everything. So, you know, you start to kind of like feel bad about it. But if you actually do invest and put in the time and put in the hard work and do the absolute best you can, you don't feel bad. You really don't. That's so wise to say. That is a great piece of advice. Um, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, thank you for your thoughts on the surgery. Yes, uh, I've already talked about it earlier, but yeah, man, um, we're going to get through it. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fine. You know, I am, like you said, it is nerve wracking for sure. Um, I'm definitely a bit nervous about it, but you know, it's cool. We're going to, we're going to move on and do it. And uh, I appreciate your support with that. Um, and thanks for the compliments on Hot Shot as well. Uh, yeah, it's just it's it's doing so well. The game is so honestly, it's it's great. So it's so great. I've 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 beaten this to death, but uh, it's so fantastic. I encourage everyone to go out and play it. And um, I still have uh, some keys uh, that the developers gave me to do giveaways, and uh, I'm staggering them out. But uh, follow me on Twitch and follow me on all my social media because I, I do I do giveaways, and I'm going to do more giveaways of a Hot Shot racing uh, for PC. I have Steam game codes to give, so we may we may do that in the future. We'll, we will do that in the future, so make sure to follow me on all social media for that um, and take part. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, you're talking about, uh, sorry for the motivational stuff. No, you know what? I love it. I love that. And today on my way home, I decided to just to buck up and do a, a, a vlog uh, in the car as I was driving home. And I do I do car vlogs for Patreon, exclusive to them too. But and this just happened to be in the car. But I want to start doing more live vlog type stuff. I want to start allowing people in to see a different side of of my life and who I am. And, you know, how we how we live, how we do it. You know, we're all go we're all getting through this crazy world together. And I do I do like people who do vlogs and people who do open up and share bits and pieces of their life because you get to see how other people live. And it's nice to kind of like bounce off, bounce that off with you. And and hopefully it helps you. It's a weird kind of phenomenon almost. You, you, you watch other people and it's like, why even you listen to podcasts? You listen to, like you're listening to me talk right now because for whatever reason you like to tune in and you have some sort of connection uh, that you feel with me. And that is something that I do not take for granted. And I'm constantly, uh, I appreciate you all. And I, and I try to thank you, even if I even if I feel like I do it too much. Um, I'll do it to an, an annoyance almost because I want you to know how much that I appreciate you because I don't think enough people say it. Uh, not enough people actually say it and mean it. And that that's the thing that that is different. Um, so when you're talking about motivational stuff and you're like, oh, no, no, man, keep it coming. I love it. I love it. I said something in, uh, I was bringing up my vlog stuff and I know I'm bouncing all over the place. I said something in my vlog this morning that I want, and it was just random, but I wanted to say it again here on the podcast because it's just something that's on my mind and something that's, that's recently happened. And, and it's going to, I'm going to start it off by saying it's going to sound kind of bad, but then it's going to turn into the lesson, right? So sometimes lessons come out of things that are bad, 
right? So it's, it's not all peaches and cream, right? Sometimes shit happens and then you learn from that and you become a better person uh, when you learn from that. So this is kind of one of those situations. Now, I have great situational awareness of my situations. I have great perspective on people and I have great, I have, the, the, I have a great ability. I always have because of uh, being very observant and shy when I was young and quiet and uh, just watching and listening. Uh, so I have this ability to like read people really well. Um, sometimes that radar um, is wrong on me. Sometimes it is because I always see the best in people first. I'll never, I don't ever judge people like, oh, you know, whatever. I always look at the best in people and I let them prove to me wrong. That's the big thing. If you're going to be somebody that is going to be um, disrespectful or rude or, or, or you know, uh, two-faced or backstabbing, whatever you're going to do, if you're going to do that, to me specifically, because I can only talk for myself, if you're going to do that, you're going to do that and you're going to prove that to me and then you're going to be put in that, that box. And that's kind of like a problem that I have. I, I will put you in that box and there's no getting out of that box. You just kind of live in there forever. Like... I, I think time does heal everything. Time heals wounds, but there's always that thought, especially for people who are critical thinkers and artists who are, who are very deep within their thoughts and, and deep inside their mind. It's hard for us to 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 release that, especially for me it is. So I've, I have a really difficult time with that. It's one of those things, man. It's like, oh, I hate it. I do hate it. It's like, you know, if, if you backstab me or if you do something uh, that's, that's not cool, willingly, like, above and beyond a mistake, right? I can accept mistakes, but if you do something that's above and beyond that, that's like willingly, like you're trying to like take me down or, 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 you know, or suppress, or you're trying to do something to like, you know, you're trying to be a weasel or something like I'm going to see that. And it's going to be a really, really interesting um, turn of events for you. The thing about it is that, so recently, I, and I know, know this person in real life is that um, you have to be aware of people's intentions, all right? You have to be, you have to really, really look at people and almost critically look and think about people's intentions because they may not be exactly what you think. Now, like I said, I'm pretty good at making judgment calls on people, but people prove me wrong. And it seems to be happening a lot recently. And it's just, it actually recently happened a few months ago. Um, but I'm not going to go into like specifics about it because this is a real person and I'm a real person and it's a real situation. But what I will, what I will say is that one thing I'm finding that I am enjoying now doing with this person is this person is extremely nosy, extremely nosy, like very, so nosy, almost it's, it's, it's pathetic how nosy. And I don't know why they're so nosy with me. Again, I don't think I'm that interesting of a person. Uh, they must think I am or whatever they think, or maybe they just, that's what they do. I don't know, but they're so nosy. They ask questions, blunt, blatant questions. Like they, they will, they will approach me and ask flat out a question that is none of their business because they're so nosy and they cannot stand it. They're in, they're, they're, they're just steaming and fuming inside. They cannot, they must know this information. They must know it. They have to know it very interesting. It's almost a, it's almost a dysfunction, to be honest. It's almost probably a sickness at some point of something. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't know any of that, but it feels like, why are you doing this? Why, why are you, why are you being this way? So it was interesting. And what I'm now doing is now that I've realized this, because this person has betrayed me, unfortunately, um, when they come over and they're being nosy, I'd like to uh, I like to kind of entertain this a little bit and I do not divulge any information, nothing, nothing. And I like it because they then get upset. Like, well, how dare you? How dare you not divulge information that I'm asking? That's none of my business. You see that? See how interesting that is? You have to be careful. You have to be careful about you know, what you say to people and you have to be careful about, you know, who you let into your inner circle like that. Cause this person at one point was in the inner circle and, you know, was very, very cool. So I think we all have people like that in our lives. And if we don't now, we, you will later. And so it's just something to be cautious of. So my point here, folks, my point in this crazy weird story is that do your best to actually stop for a second and look at your surroundings, look at the people around and just be aware of your surroundings and be aware of uh, what you think and what you perceive people's intentions might not actually be what their intentions are. 
Unfortunately, there are people out there that would rather tear you down than lift you up. And that's just the sad world that we live in. So be on guard. How's that for Motivational Monday? I appreciate you all listening. Heinehouse.com is the website. Um, Background Beats is coming really soon. I didn't, I didn't really even talk about it, but that's coming out mid-October, just so you know. It's going to be fantastic. Free to use, copyright free, no DMCA strikes. You can use it in your content, your YouTube videos, your live streams. If you're a content creator, if you're some sort of a, a person of uh, content creation, you can use this stuff. And it's going to be fantastic. I'm releasing it. It's called Chillax. It's a first in a multi-album set. Chillax. Chill. R&B. Kind of slow jam type stuff. Some jazzy stuff. It's kind of a nice mixture of stuff. You'll love it. Follow me on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever. It's everywhere. Folks, love you bunches. How about some Patreon for you? Big shout out to all the patrons here. Thank you. Ground floor, main floor. Game lofters, Brandon, George, Aaron, Luke, Justin. What up, y'all? Up there hanging out. Appreciate you guys. And thank you for keeping the podcast alive. And again, if you like it, please consider giving me a little review on your podcasting app. I would love it. Would love it, love it, love it. I think the last review I had on there was like four or five months old. So it's been a little while. It's feeling a little lonely. Mr. Lonely. I'm so lonely. I have nobody. Oh, fucking Akon. Where did he go? Where did he go? He came in, he ruled the 2000s, and then he left. I liked Akon. He's got a really unique voice. Anyway, all right. I'm good. <laughs> Much love to you guys. Hey, catch you on the next episode. Bye now.